Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, we want to mention our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week on whichever platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza, they provide us with the delicious delight of pepperoni or cheese pizza for you at our live events. If you want to try more than just those, one of the other great dishes that they have to offer or specialty pizzas, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Or maybe you know it's looking for a date night or uh, a place to propose. It's good for that too. Uh, thanks also to Pollyanna DIY. They make all sorts of custom pins and other uh, items like t-shirts and more. So check out Pollyanna DIY. Thanks, of course, to Smartmark Video for taking care of all of our live recording needs. We've had Robles working overtime as of late with the live streams, and they, of course, then record the show so you can watch it back if you missed it, whether it be uh, at smartmarkvideo.com where you can purchase it on DVD or download, uh, as well as smvod.com for on-demand. And as we talk about streaming, make sure you sign up for independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE and get a 20-day free trial. You can watch all sorts of shows from the AIW archives with our ever-changing lineup that is on there as we rotate shows in and out, along with plenty of other independent wrestling promotions. That's independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE and get yourself a 20-day free trial. And with that, we roll into this week's episode where we talk about the show that took place July the 25th, 2019 at the Winchester Music Tavern in Lakewood. Sekimoto takes Cleveland. We're joined today by Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, DCR, uh, Alex Worldwide Keller. Worldwide. As always, AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And uh, if you listened to last week's episode, we kind of talked a little bit about what it takes to bring in uh, an international star like Sekimoto and uh, getting together with a couple other promotions. We share the flight, so maybe you saw him at other shows as well or watched them. I know he was at GCW, but uh, it was our, our mar- marquee guy here. We had our opportunity to bring him in to Cleveland, which is a very rare thing, and that's something that we, we definitely took advantage of. And this, of course, took place the week before Absolution, so we were all geared up for that, and then, uh, I don't know, Dr. Dan, what do you think? Were people pretty pumped a week out from Absolution? I think uh, it's now, like, a weird, just so happens to fall on the tradition of, like, the eve, the week eve of a big show. All of a sudden, now we have, like, a like a pre-show to it, because we had it for uh, Summer Party Massacre with yeah, the Winchester true. show six days before. And then it was all it, it just so happenstance, but it was like a weird, like almost tradition type thing now. Yeah, it the, was it was all kind of like uh, just by coincidence, I guess. Do you think that uh, do you think that helps a little bit? Because your concern is that it it was maybe going to hurt absolution <clears throat> or maybe hurt this. But I don't know. It's almost like it got people more pumped mm, going to. Absolution. I think like um, you got to have a hook. If you're gonna go that close, uh-huh. um, you know, in the Sakimoto thing, I kind of talked about it last week, yeah. but you know, it was kind of like a FOMO situation. You know what I mean? And it's like, sure. you know, I saw like, oh man, Sakimoto. You know, like 
happening? Yeah, this was uh, happening. We were all we just were all at the training school the one day. Yeah, and I was like, man, and he got the message. Like, ah, do we do? I wonder. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I don't know. And um, you know, even still, like tickets weren't tickets weren't like gangbusters. You know what I mean? Like this one was a hard ticket to sell. Yeah. And um, which was a little concerning, but you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to miss out on it either. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where I was like, Hey, you know, I hit up Brett Lauderdale and I was like, I think I could add another date if he would be willing to do it, you know? And like, <laughs> you just go from there and you work out the, the travel and, and, and everything else. And like I said, last week, you got to like submit it a little up. Like you have to right. like submit like a formal offer. You know what I mean? In writing on company letterhead, which does not even exist. I got to like make it in Microsoft <laughs> Word, you know, and like put a logo on there. But uh, it's very official. So we did uh, we did end up packing that place, though. And uh, it it's just it, it it's hard. Like I said, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a sure thing. You know, yeah. tickets were like they weren't gangbusters. We you had know? the rare opportunity of people being able to walk up and buy tickets. And it, it's funny because. As you talk about trying to sell tickets, one of the thoughts that we all had collectively was like, oh, look, this is Christmas in July. Do we try to go with that theme just to get people out? <laughs> yeah, Which we're, we, we didn't, but... Yeah, it, we, were, we were trying to think of just, like, different themes and stuff like that, and um, I was just like, man, Sakimoto takes Cleveland. You know, we could just rip off that Jason Takes Manhattan poster and go from there. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we did. The surprising thing was from the Winchester show previously to this uh i think that we were then told that somehow we uh well the, the maniacs that showed up increased bar sales by quite a bit yeah so this show they said they sold like something like upwards of 25 percent more alcohol or something <laughs> or maybe it might it might have been like 35 percent more somewhere in there it was a very significant amount of money yeah. more like they sold a shit ton of alcohol for this show you aiw fans you guys i don't want to say you have a problem but i i know your i know your feel i mean it yeah, could, this coming from you don't bro. have a problem with your possible maybe alleged problem it could have been you know maybe just like summertime thursdays people are more like inclined Thursday, Thursday. now th this is <laughs> i do have a theory because this is our first show since we collectively were uh hyping up the white claw and I know that they nah. I don't think they I don't think this white claw. white claw on that night. I, I think the I, I don't think I don't think it's that. I think uh, this is our first post Fourth of July show. Yeah, I think it's more. I'm of, really uh, looking forward to whatever the next thing everyone talks about all the time is because goddamn. I think the only reason why people drink white claw is because it's very light. You know what I mean? And like it tastes good. Yeah. And no, it's just like you What's know, if you drink a beer, like you know that you've just drank a beer, whether it's light or not, like. You know, you feel some some bloating and some like it's heavy. You don't. You, know? you don't still feel the bloating. Bubbles and shit. What the fuck? Uh, you don't really get that you, bloating you on the claw. You don't get that on white claw. You yeah, know. But you also get like a fucking monster headache and Parker like, Pierce. Hydration. Headache. Parker Pierce credits his his weight loss to switching from not. I don't think PBR to white claw. I fucking you don't do. get the dehydration, but I get you're like, hydrating fucking, with it because it legitimately is also not, soda no, water. I hydrate more with a fucking natural light than I do with a goddamn white claw. And if we're, I'm costing us a white claw sponsorship. I'm sorry, but it's actual soda water. Somebody's phone's by one of these microphones. It's making a, a bubbly noise in my ear. But, uh, 
don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Over here. No, I mean it's it just goes up and up and down, but we can continue. Yeah, I mean they sold a shit ton of alcohol though. Well, good on you guys. Keep that's doing our, it. That's our record, place to place. Well, I'm sure that we've sold far more alcohol at other places. You know, I know that we've sold not this glass out of virtually all alcohol at certain points. Yeah. The yeah, Odeon um, does well. You know, I've never got some hard numbers from the Odeon, but regardless, Did some damage at uh, the Funhouse unofficially recently. Yeah, I think uh, I, I really think it's because it was summertime. People are just more inclined to be out and about in the summertime, and you know, I think yeah. that's why people were partying a little harder. Well, I guess we we no no big changes on this one. The big draw was oh, there logo. was some nightmare shit that happened that day. Uh, was there? Yeah, there's a yeah a yeah whole, whole logistic thing. Yeah, what, we'll, uh, go ahead, Doctor Dan. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, like, I, right. I guess you know, I'll start with Sakimoto flies into Cleveland. You know, once yeah, once we work this deal out, we decide that he's going to fly directly into Cleveland, and then um, you know he'll go on his way. You know, in a car to the East Coast, but. Um, I I believe I picked Sakimoto up, and uh, I think was he with Kiku? No, he was alone. And uh, you know, Kiku Taro is always good to have when you bring in a Japanese talent because there is a, a crazy language barrier yeah, all yeah. the time with all with all the people from Japan. So um, was Saki- he landed and like, but I realized like I didn't have his phone number. He didn't have my phone number. And I'm doing like just loops at the airport, and then like I saw him, you know, like but I had already passed, you know, yeah. so I couldn't pull. I I had to do another loop around, you know, right? And like because you can't miss him, he's gigantic Japanese. Oh man. yeah, it's massive. And then I big boy. Then I do a loop, and he's not there anymore. So then I do another loop, and he's not there anymore. And I'm like, where is this guy? <laughs> and uh, finally. I uh, I I went in and he was just I like parked and like I went into the airport and he was just sitting inside because there's <laughs> air conditioning in there. It was hot, yeah. It was hot as fuck. Fairness to him. Yeah, and I think uh, I think he just wanted to, he just wanted to go to sleep if I if I recall. I took him to his hotel. I checked him into his hotel. Oh no, he wanted to go to the gym. Yeah, he went to the gym. Yeah, he went to the gym. He took him to the gym. He wanted to go to the gym instantly. <clears throat> so um, I took him to his hotel. And I checked him in, and then he says, uh, one hour? So then he wanted to wait one hour to go to the gym. Uh, so, like, I had to go kill time for an hour. I went back. Uh, oh, he made me get this weird social Japanese social media um, application on my phone called Line. And uh, this is how, like, you know, the luchadors use WhatsApp, you know, Line. Uh, he's like, you uh, Line? And I was like, what is that? And he's just showing me on his phone like an app. And uh, I had to add this app, and then I put my phone number into his phone on the app. And, uh, or no, actually, uh, I installed it, and then there's a QR code, and he scanned the QR code that was on my new account. I wonder if it translates. It does. Okay. It it does, but it's like a, you know, it's like this, I don't know, I never heard of it. So... I had to let him know, you know, when I was back. And then um, there's a BP and 7-Eleven combo next to... Uh, yeah, right by the, the four hotel, points. Yeah. Next, next to the hotel. And uh, he wanted to go there. He goes, 7-Eleven, very big in Japan. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to go to 7-Eleven. It's real bad in America. 
and uh, he went in and he got a piece of Seven Eleven pizza, <laughs> and he ate that. And I took him to Old School Iron. And then I saw videos of him just straight shrugging like 150, 200 pound dumbbells. Oh, oh it was insane. Like Dom was there working out. And like, I was like, well, I guess I'll do a little workout. And me and Dom are working out. And uh, Sakimoto. Emasculated by the boy. Dude, he, he stayed for three hours or more, like just nonstop, like until old school iron closed. Because didn't the next day, didn't he get up in the morning with Eric Ryan and go or yeah. something like that? Yeah, he went with Eric Ryan. Like, he just wanted to go to the gym nonstop. Uh, I think he bought some, he might have bought some old school iron merch. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, it's a fine establishment. I mean, you don't get that big just hanging out in your hotel room. I put a video up on Instagram, I think, of him shrugging like it was like 200 pound dumbbells or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was nothing. Like it was. It's a little bit more than me. Yeah. It was, in, it was insane. <laughs> And he just wanted to stay in there. He just loves the gym. Um, it shows. Yeah, and he didn't like. He didn't want to eat or anything. He just wanted to go right back to his hotel and, and sleep. And then, as soon as he woke up, he was ready to go to the gym. How many calories do you think he, that guy takes in? He just took it. Oh, the only thing that I saw him eat the entire time he was here was that Seven Eleven piece of pizza, I believe. Oh. And that's like about like three fifty right there. He had to have. I mean, I mean, it was pepperoni. He got like some protein. He, in he there. walked to the dentist. He did. Down the street he later. did. Uh, he did pack protein and stuff though, because like he brought a bag in with him, the old school iron, and he was just like mixing up like amino acids and like then like protein shakes. He like brought it all with him from Japan. Like I think that was like the majority of his checked bag was like protein, protein. powders. <laughs> you just needed a little bit of carbs just for the energy out of that pizza. Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this guy's just going to – if I ate a 7-Eleven pizza before I went to the gym, I would fucking I go would, home. I would go home. I was crushing <laughs> fucking thin crush pizza, uh, thin crust pizzas before I've been going to the gym lately, but I'm no one. Had really that cauliflower talking. crust yet? No. That's good. Like, the fuck? I need some goddamn carbs, Dan. I need some energy. I don't know, man. I think you've been carving up a little too much. I fucking, hey, I uh, fucking did an hour on the bike yesterday, watched a fucking nice documentary about Afghanistan. I don't think there are any nice documentaries about Afghanistan. Oof, you don't know that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up. But um, anyway. <laughs> Jeez. Well, what? well, a nice transition. Yeah, moving on Great from there. Segue. Well, Good we, food at the Winchester. Should we discuss the, the turmoil of Dan's day or should we go into the card here? Oh, no, because I'll fucking join in on the turmoil because oh. I'm now getting PTSD, Private Theodore Stephen Dunlop on this shit here because I remember because I was driving the fucking truck that day. There was some weird shit with the fucking stage. Some motherfucker shit. drove my car around, didn't notice there was a flat on the fucking car, destroyed my car, didn't have a car for a fucking month and a half because I couldn't afford some new fucking tires. You could do that. You couldn't have called anyone and be like, "Hey, you got a tire laying around?" Yeah. Well, guess what? I had <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The because last time goes... I called somebody, the last time I called somebody, I had to pay the same I would at fucking Midas to fucking get the goddamn shit done. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it to the NTB up the street, get a warranty on this fucking tire. Is what the fuck I'm gonna do? Plus, it was summer, you know, get my walk on. But yeah, moral story. Hey, if you're a fucking student and you're driving some wrestler's fucking car around and there's like you're noticing maybe there's a flat tire maybe pull over maybe call maybe call somebody i don't fucking know but anyway how those i was in a mood yeah, he, spiking yeah, <laughs> he, he was in a mood uh yeah somehow 
in the time said so we're gonna timestamp on this. We're about you know a week after the most recent Winchester show. In the time it took to load the truck, get to the venue, and set the ring up, it took literally that amount of time for them to get the ring truck to the venue at the Sakimoto takes Japan or takes Cleveland. I don't know how it happened, and the whole thing with Sage, you guys just didn't go get it. You guys, it fucking, just, I don't know, you guys I forgot fucking, to get I've it. I've like been fucking avoiding this shit for a while, and I assume that these students would know to say, hey, just go grab the fucking stage. No one fucking wants to speak up. Fucking makes me sick to my stomach. Take some goddamn initiative. Well, that's because you were the king of the ring crew when you retired. Yeah, yeah. well, I fucking abdicated my goddamn crown, and apparently nobody's picked it up. We Heavy is the head, right? <laughs> logistics here. <laughs> that plays into absolution. Welcome to logistics talks, folks, on the card is going yeah. to change. Either way, this so like our TED talk. I was already, and then I was also bummed out about something else, and yeah, this was a bad show for me. It, it was Worldwide bummed out? Yeah. No. Wow. Jeez. That's crazy. You wonder why I tell you you shouldn't put the pressures of producing your own podcast on yourself. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You're going to create your own podcast? Well, yeah. all right. I already oh, have an engineer no. ready we'll to get, go. We'll so. get, you you know. already have a Patreon exclusive. You're fine. You already oh, have an outlet. No, yeah, well, I want the money from the Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. We have to check the ratings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, I, uh, we'll consider your Patreon exclusive working anyway, off, off all the debts that you've built, accumulated with me. <laughs> I will pile up easily 13 more, uh, we'll say $20 an episode of Worldwide, and we'll crank out. Oh, yeah, you'll pay that off in about seven years. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll poop out 13 of those. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so I, I, the ring was set up uh-huh. by the showtime, and no one was the wiser. It was it was okay. Because yeah, the you thing, guys don't know. The thing that sucks about these Winchester shows is I can n- not get off of work. Right. Most of the time. And also, a lot of the ring crew can't get off of work because, you know, they have their lives scheduled for, like, you know, shows on Fridays and Saturdays. So I should calm down about this because a lot of people have made those sacrifices on Fridays and Saturdays. But when the fucking people that show up on the Thursday are fucking dumb pieces of fucking shit. Yeah, you all see smiling, happy partying worldwide. I have a lot of darkness inside of me. But anyway... But I understand and appreciate ever, the work that everyone does on Thursdays, but god damn, this was a bad day. And you want to know why we don't do more Thursday events? Yeah. Here, here we are. It's well, hard out here. But also, you don't see us uh, posting giant threads on fucking Twitter about this. But anyway. Well, I don't know if that's Sean. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. I move my Thursdays around to make sure the that's most Facebook one behavior went smooth, and uh, it did. All right. So it was good there. this last time around. We got there. We were able to start the show on time. Eric, I, I set Eric Ryan and Sakimoto up because Eric Ryan said it was like his dream to work out with Sakimoto. Yeah. And I think his dream became a nightmare because he saw how hard Sakimoto worked. <laughs> and even he was like, man, he's not done yet. Yeah, Eric Ryan loves the gym, but... Uh, not as much as Sakimoto. <laughs> Sakimoto loves the gym. Maybe Eric Ryan would be as big as Sakimoto. Oh, and, and I, I do want to say, <clears throat> Sakimoto... One of the nicest men I've ever met in my life. There's a language barrier there, but niceness. You can tell. Niceness translates to all languages, and he is a very nice man. Oh, big smile. Large, sweet boy. Very happy. Very happy to be there. Very, uh, you know, just super nice guy. Gives you the uh, two-hand handshake. Yes. Very thankful to uh, be back in America. Yeah. Uh, You know, I hope that guy becomes a... A millionaire one day because he is, he's a gem. He is a gem of a man. Deserves all the end. I don't know how he's not. So I mean, I guess I know, but anyway, as we go, he works hard. You know, I he 
probably makes a lot of money in Japan. You know? Yeah. We go into uh, we go into the card then. We lead off with uh, was now well, professional well, partner. Any uh, any other uh, inc- oh. incidents, Doctor Nan, throughout incidents? the day? I don't think during that day. I, think I know that when I got off of work and I got there, there was still no entrance way. I think I, I I got well. Somehow the stage got forgotten. Oh, and and we had ordered new merch th- for this day. And uh, oh yeah, and I brought the fucking merch, but then nobody ever took it out of the goddamn box. Oh, the tank tops. I yeah. thought that was absolution. No, we yeah, got, that was absolution. That was absolution. Absolution was day. absolution was the uh, t-shirts, uh, the tank tops. Because I was like, "Where's these tank tops? Where's these tank tops?" And then Worldwide walks in at like six fifteen, throwing the biggest fit I've ever seen in my life with boxes of tank tops, screaming. Which now I guess was about my fucking car His and car. several other things. I didn't even know about the car. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we had the Who's driving boys. your car? Oh, one of the Bitcoin boys. Oh, oh wow, wow. Well, well, well he, went up, high, he went up nice and high for my one-hand choke slam, so he's like, fine, I forgive him. It's okay. You're you're a himbo. He means well. He's just a little himbo, and, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, so. So that, yeah, I pull up the stage, letters are getting walked in, so hurried up on that, got that was all plugged in. Dustin Alberti was hustling those tank tops, though. We sold out of the majority of them. Yeah, did good, did good. I know uh, Potato was trying Shouts to shout to Lotus Printing. Sell them uh, ringside as well. All right, now we can talk about the matches. Yeah, yeah let's go. Professional Parker Pierce versus CPA. Uh, this was supposed to be uh, Professional Parker Pierce versus Bobby Beverly. But I was going to say it's supposed he, to be something uh, else. Uh, there was a miscommunication, like because uh, the Kill Buck. UXWA, show, UXWA right? show was the week before this, I believe. Which we should really do a Patreon episode about that day one of these days. Well, maybe we'll do it tonight. I don't know. Um, but because uh, that it was a day that needs to be dis- that needs day. to be discussed. <laughs> but um, Bobby Beverly was like, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be there if you need anything." So I was like, "Oh, okay, you know." Um, so I was like, and "CPA was around, you know, CPA." It, CPA, I'm going to try to uh, get on more shows because he is just the ultimate good brother. That he's a good dude. Drive, he likes, he's a good dude that likes good ideas. That drives in and just drives in to help. Drives yeah. all that way from New York just to do ring crew. You know, no expectation of having a match. Uh, Living that AJ Gray life. So he was there. I saw him just, and I said, hey, you're on, you know, match one because – he was just there, honestly. Like he just comes into every show that he can, and uh, you know, he was the first guy I saw. And I said, "CPA, you and Professional Parker Pierce." They went up first. They did well, Doctor Dan. You, uh, were you, did you meddle in this one? I don't believe so at all. No, left no the, left the meddling to a minimum on I, this I, one. I, I don't think? meddle, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't. Uh, what would be a good word? Uh, Support no support. No, no, stop. What'd you say? I I will say. I will say. I do think CPA is also finding a little bit of support throughout the audience as well. You know, like I know that there's a couple people that hate CPA, but he's starting to get a little bit of a cult following, and I'm noticing. You know, I see. I see some CPA shirts. Like yeah, there's CPA shirts out out there. there, You know, he will die for this. But he will die for this. 
I believe Parker Pierce picked up the victory. He did. Under this amazing tutelage of Dr. Dan. See, Parker Pierce. Oh, I'm around. sure there was some fucking balderdash involved. And I, one more thing about CPA before I forget. I just want to say I'm very jealous because I believe he, he will uh, later this month at Creative Pro, he's going to be tying it up with Julio De Niro. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And like uh, he's in some crazy ass ECW legend match and who Man, De Niro easy is money is gonna make it run in he's not there but there's it's a it's a cast of characters uh well then we go into uh alley cat versus super oprah and this was a spectacle yes yeah. uh this was uh so if you were one of those people that are like eh, you know like i just you know i just like watching wrestling that's on tv i don't like to buy dvds i just i'll listen to this podcast Buy this DVD, MP4, whatever is out there, because this match is awesome. It's something else. Poor Xavier Franklin, uh, our young referee, welcome right in the, the middle business. of this. Yeah, th- that's his welcome to the business badge. Super Oprah came through the uh, <laughs> curtain was like, he's a man today. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad because, uh, you know, Super Oprah uh, earns a little bit of a place on the roster and then gets incarcerated and misses yeah. Russell Rager. And then that's kind of how, you know, the train keeps moving. And now, you know, Super Oprah's been saying, like, I've been trying to fill some dates in my calendar for, you know, 2020. And I'm just like, I I can't book people, like, that far out. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We had you for the dates. Uh, no, but this was, this was fun and wild. And, um, you know, when you say those two names, I'm sure a vision probably comes into your head. And it was that and more, I think is fair. Oh, it was ex, ex, you know, that question, what matches exceeded your expectations? This one. This was one. <laughs> uh, from there we go into, uh, oh, 40 Acres, PB Smooth, Trey Lamar taking on the weird world. What was this uh, like for you? I'm trying to remember what the hell happened in this match. Something happened. In weird this body match. got what the kind shit of, kicked out of him. Well, I mean, that's like a lot of the weird world yeah. matches, but. yeah. Uh, uh, wait, AJ Gray and uh, no PB, PB and Trey. Oh, PB and no Trey. AJ Gray here on this night. I I have no memory of this match, but I remember I was fucking miserable afterwards. Mm. Probably because I was already like bummed out on the tire thing. Also, I think I have like a curse at the Winchester, where every other match at the Winchester, just I don't enjoy and like feel is shitty and like also. And I've had, like, you know, matches that, like, I didn't enjoy or, like, felt, like, weren't good and that I could have done better in. And, like, I don't want to die afterwards. But, like, for some reason, the Winchester ones, like, just, like, fucking decimate me. Destroy me. I mean, this match, it was fine. And, uh, yeah, it was probably fine, but there was something about it. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, I just pressed up all those tank tops because, like, we got, like, a deal. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make so much money on these tank tops. But the Winchester is not a good place to sell merch. Worldwide, this is, you know, this is what I was trying to explain to you off air. You know, you have all these grand ideas about money-making well, uh, schemes, like- and then they don't pan out. Because this has happened multiple times with you getting 
overly ambitious about your merchandise sales, and I think you were overly ambitious about your podcast slash multimedia empire well, that, that you were pitching to me earlier. Yet, so we can't even put a tombstone on. But that what I'm yet. saying is, the I th- keyword is schemes. By I think the way. I think you get overly excited, and then when the reality kicks in, well, no, the fucking reality <laughs> is no. The you fucking didn't sell reality shit. is you didn't sell page, shit. You didn't sell Ethan shit. Page can fucking attest to you this. You didn't sell and shit. Several other wrestlers that sell much more fucking. Merchandise I sold every I fucking tank top. Cannot sell shit at the fucking Winchester. It sucks. There's no fucking lighting. The table sucks. Ethan Page There's sold no some fucking stuff. Room. Yeah, he sold hey. some shit, but you could see in his eyes that he was miserable and pissed. No, he wants at to the be fucking on merchandise he reco- situation. He requested to be on every Winchester show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? Fucking don't on him. Also, I can see it in his eyes. He's fucking big- pissed off. <laughs> also, about the lighting also, situation. hold on. Let's not breeze over the fact that Worldwide compared himself to Ethan Page no, <laughs> for selling merchandise as equal no, merchandise sellers. He's a motherfucker sellers. that enjoys selling merchandise. I'm a motherfucker that enjoys selling merchandise. Unsuccessfully. He's going to sell more merchandise than me. And guess what? You can see in his eyes. He comes in and he's like, fuck this. Fuck this lighting. You have to fucking shine your goddamn... I'm going to bring fucking like a goddamn fucking spotlight next time. Because there's no fucking lighting. There's no fucking access to the goddamn shit. I'm speaking for every fucking worker. Well, last the last Winchester show, I just said no merchandise, motherfuckers. I know. And so we just went from the ring, which also sucked, but whatever. Yeah, so guess what? If you're going to work at the Winchester, just know. Sell the shit in the goddamn fucking dining room. Don't sell it in the fucking show space. Why didn't you go to the dining room? Well, fucking now we've learned that lesson four shows fucking later. Well, you gotta, gotta get You're a man shit. that gets overly ambitious about your merchandise. I have a lot shows. of passion. What about that time where you were like, I got this great idea. I'm going to go buy a bunch of shirts from the thrift store. Oh, yeah. And then I forgot about I'm going to print, I'm going to print one of a kind weird world merch on like these already existing shirts. Oh, whatever. Was that, the, had, weird, like, was that the weird world? Was brand and I was booked on a bunch of fucking like Chikara Jason shows. I'd fucking have people fucking bu- paying fucking $15 for that shit and fucking like thinking like that it was you like. You went to one. Did you sell out all your merch or what? We sold a decent amount of merch. There you go. Yeah, you the first Elevac show fucking murdered on merch. Second one still did solid. But okay, were, were those were those thrift store T-shirts and hoodies? Were those the the weird, weird world athletic club or were you those the weird get a world's a hat? Hoodie for fifteen dollars, and you're fucking not going to take that as a fan. You fucking should just like go fucking like put your head on the fucking train tracks for He's at like least five minutes straight because you don't have a fucking brain in your head. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> how about those jet skis? Anyway, mo- um, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving I on. thought I had, it I, was a match, and um, this this was a match that I'm sure it was fine. I, I thought I so I thought that I had um, a picture of you looking totally miserable selling stuff. I think that image that's in my head is on Ethan Page's vlog from this event. Oh yeah, you look totally miserable, <laughs> and uh, but the picture I did have was. Uh, <laughs> You wrote gig on all of your taped fingers. Oh, yeah. That's something oh, no. that I've added to the uh, repertoire lately. Is that your new uh, part of your new gear? Part I mean, new- I've like been taping up my fingers like without gigs for a long time, and then I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I just wrote gig on all my fingers? Maybe there might be one in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just want to like you know fake people out and shit. Yeah. Oh, Keep okay. us away from each other for a while. So You're try playing that the, that's what they call wrestling psychology there. Yeah. Well, I have it every once in a while. Blind squirrels and acorns, they find them. There was a uh, a run in at the end of the match. After this match ended, uh, the production came oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. attacked PB and Trey to exact some revenge 
uh, on them because they were at full strength. He said Eddie only finally healed up after this. Uh, this show I will say was like booked like the go home fucking show for yeah. Absolution. A lot of a- pretty angle heavy wh- where it could happen at. Yeah. So those three uh, making a making a statement with no AJ Gray there, going after the remaining members of Forty Acres that were present. And then uh, speaking of rolling into Absolution that we talk about on a hot streak. And we just mentioned Ethan Page. Our next match, Big Twan Tucker and Ethan Page. Awesome. This match is, is awesome. Absolutely phenomenal match. Uh, you know, Twan is a guy from, and this is from my point of view, is he has found his connection with the crowd. Oh, sure. However, I am not comfortable with his work. It could It could be a lot better, you know? And that's not saying he's bad. I just see things with a different eye that, you know, he can maybe tighten up on. And that's just based on the fact that he has not worked with a ton of veterans. Right. You know? So this was a uh, Ethan Page, let's get Tuan ready to go. Uh, yeah. And he was very happy with it. I saw Tuan recently fucking innovate a move i've never seen before in my life i think dan might have saw it you might have saw it too john fucking was uh it was like a hybrid crossbody frog splash fez, fez press. press it was amazing it was i was like but it was phenomenal that's the best thing in the world it's gonna break somebody's knee one day but it's a fucking amazing and i told him and he's like I was just going for like a Veda. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you need to see video of that and fucking start doing that all the goddamn time because it was the most beast fucking thing I've seen in a minute. And the Manders match that he just had, I think. Is that what we talking about? No, uh, no, 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 no. This was uh, Uxwa. Oh, I just saw a, a thing of it. Somebody, I think, gifted out. Yeah, I so like was. this was like more of a, hey, like, let's get Tuan a, a good learning experience. And Ethan Page was very happy with it. I think Tuan did very good. So happy. That at the end of this match, Ethan Page wants the microphone and gives Tuan credit and builds him up to the point of comparing him to Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, and that is a good comparison in the best way possible. Absolutely. And Ethan Page made sure to clarify that. Yes. I would love for fucking Tuan to, I mean, same as Parker Pierce, like just hit that goddamn gym. Yeah, I want Tuan to hit that gym to where he could be like, you know, He's like, got such a wide frame. He could have like this. We could get Tuan and, from hell back. We could get him in that fucking in those fucking Ahmed Johnson trunks. You know what I mean? He's, already, he's got the knee pads. Yeah, he don't need to have the fucking. You know, he don't need to be shredded up. But you know, he could put yeah, some muscle on. Beef it out. Yeah, this is great. He I'm still beating him in the Muay Thai uh, strength test gimmick. So like that shouldn't be. He's got to get to the gym. Ethan Page encourages him to uh, take it to MJF the following week. But if you get the DVD, VOD, MP4, whatever, look at the pre-show or the pre-match angle with Ethan Page and Tuan because that is absolutely phenomenal. Also, what do you mean by the pre-match angle? You go goes right right before the match started. Ethan Page, you know, let let Tuan hold another title belt. You got to see how it unfolds. Oh, this oh, is on the, on the DVD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic moment. Gotcha. Yeah, that was good stuff. Oh, oh, before the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, well, I wasn't sure what he was talking about. I didn't know if you meant like the promos earlier really in the night. Yeah, but this Sorry one... to clarify. No, you're good. This one was... Ethan Page, consummate professional. Fantastic. Does a great job with we'll be, he'll, He will be making his return in 2020. There you go. It's good news. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, it's a long year. <laughs> and then we roll 
into a... I got plans uh, for 2020. You always do. A four-way. Uh, Mikey Montgomery, the Mighty Millennial, taking on Eric Ryan, uh, Eric Taylor, and Lee Moriarty, all uh, thrown together here in a four-way. And uh, you know these guys, of course, go flying all over the place, much as you would expect. Yeah, and this but, was just another uh, one of those learning uh, experience sort of things. You know, Eric Ryan sure. has been, um, you know... I haven't really, we haven't covered Absolution yet, but Eric Ryan has been doing more agenting and producing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought this was good for him to get in and work with these young guys and, like, firsthand, you know, show them things and, you know, kind of, it's, it's all about expediting the process of getting these guys maybe, uh, readier than maybe they should be. And, like you said last week, uh, you're talking about, the Bitcoin boys doing some some tandem offense uh, right. in a scramble at the tag team tournament. They do it again here in a four-way. Right. It's some offense kind of on my car, I'll tell you that much. Leading, <laughs> <laughs> leading us to <laughs> their eventual teaming, but not on this night. Uh, Why does every wrestler I face fucking fuck up my car up? This is the only legitimate gripe you actually have. When did you face the Bitcoin boys? Fucking WrestleRager. Yeah. That's, oh, that's what right. it was. He was fucking planting seeds right there. He's like, I'm going to fucking derail it. I'm going to fucking just drive on this fucking flat tire. Little motherfucker. Playing the long game. That's God what, damn it. That's all the Duke. You know, that's the Duke. Yeah, veteran influence. Tingling, always tingling up with the Duke. One of my big weaknesses. That and my balls. Duke had all this in his mind. He was playing the long game. Knew he was going to have the Bitcoin boys. Knew somehow he's going to find his way. He's like, I know world again at WrestleRager. only lives like. Less than a mile away from the venue, but yeah. I'd take out his car. He can't make it there. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then we go into uh, one of my favorite matches of the evening, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and Kiku Taro. What was, this was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of like a dream match for you, Dr. Dan, right? Yeah. I've been uh, a lot of talks with, like, Thorne and a couple other, like, people around the area of, like, trying to find my wheelhouse of, of what I, what my niche of, like, Doing well because like I'm not like the like a PWG five star indie match performer like finding my niche of like much to your fucking dismay. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I've I've been learning that you know slowly over the last because like everyone wants to like you know have that like high point in their career of like oh man I got to do this and that but I well, can say that you definitely have learned that lesson. Yes, based on recent experience. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Did you see him in fucking da- Boomer Hatfield at fucking UXWA? Lucha Dan was in the fucking. House. I only base. I didn't do one single Lucha move. <laughs> I only based for all yeah. of them. Okay, continue anyway. though. I just before you continue, I just want to clarify yet again on this podcast that I pay people in dreams. Yeah, there you go. So continue. No, I was just uh, finding my wheelhouse and tell my landlord about those dreams. <laughs> Get paid Did exposures. You pay Your rent is like seventy five bucks a month. <laughs> it's easily a little over twice that. <laughs> it, 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 is, your, is your rent For like a hundred exposures? But yeah, no, I just uh Cash App is Tower Skin. Uh, I will sell you foot pics, etc. Dude, stop. You're killing me. Alright, so you Kikutaro. Yeah, yeah, it was, it would, just find my wheelhouse of getting my you know, basically getting my ass kicked, people enjoying it and having like good underrated like no one expects me to have a good match and then my comedy stuff it's what i've really been trying to work on and being able to wrestle like some of these bigger comedy guys like over the past year has really helped it goes there's like you know a couple more left on the indies i don't know how many will be you know around for long you know bigger you know funny haha guys do you uh especially because we talk about language barrier kikutaro is he speaks english well but it's not his native language is he 
a great example of a guy that you can watch and you're like, oh man, sometimes less is more. Oh yeah, I watched, I can't tell you, I watched like a handful of different like guitar matches to try to get an idea because he's, you know, all the different things he does. He does a lot of different stuff. To, so yeah. You just gotta, so I literally walked and I showed him a video. I'm like, hey, I want like, this is my idea. Like, I want to do something like this. And then he asked me about, oh, like, what would you do with this situation? Trying to go back and forth and uh, talking to him, like trying to get ideas of, you know, going back and forth. I think my favorite moment was, he's like, oh, maybe you do a big move here. And I show him the video of like my weird power bomb I do on that I did on Joey Ryan. He goes, no. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, he's not uh, taking that. Something, something else. And I'm like, uh, and I show him like a different move. He goes, okay, it'd be much better. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it, it popped me so hard because I like, I'm, since Joey oils up, like I kind of lost him in midair. So like I lofted him a little higher. So it came down. Yeah. Like, Tighter, it looked really, really good on video, but it looked too good for him. He goes, "Yeah, no, no." I would, no. Uh, if I was Doctor Dan, I would be trying to set up as many uh, B towns as possible because Doctor Dan really excels on the extra show schedule. Uh, I, I did forget to point out that uh, Keith Kutaro, of course, comes out endearing himself in the middle of baseball season to the Cleveland Indians fans, wearing the jersey of his favorite Cleveland Indian of all time, uh, Tanaka, who is an outfielder only in Major League Two. Uh, so that was great. I let everybody know about the amount of marbles they had. He did zero. Th- that you was the only no thing marbles. I was sad about. I wish he would have wrestled in the jersey. Oh, he didn't want to mess that jersey. I, I really he folded like, that, that was the only thing. I, he folded. Yeah, that thing <laughs> killed me. Fucking money. And that absolutely killed me. And That's I was like having a fucking Chiefs jersey from fucking Slapshot. Those things are like fucking like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I tell you what, I was a uh, HK man. I was not putting that jersey in the back with everybody else's gear. He folded to me. I held on to it the entire time, and I gave it right back to him folded at the end of the match. Yeah, Kiku Taro is fucking, he's great. But like I said, if I was Dr. Dan, I'd be trying to find some of these extra shows because Dr. Dan always gets the big marquee matches in the I, on the B loop. I really liked it. Uh, you know, poor Kiku Taro actually was taking his time to read the pamphlet, and you we're actually getting frustrated that someone was trying to learn your pamphlet, Dan. It doesn't happen very often. I think everyone's messing with me. I think you were thrown off, I guess. Well, Kikutara wanted to know He was know trying to words. fucking taste the bull shark you were uh, serving up. and uh, He asked me to read it for him, and then he just sneakily got me. See? So so were you happy with the match, you? Absolutely. You should be. This is a fun one to watch. Right now on the DVD, if you're watching matches, uh, I'll tell you, Alley Cat, Super Oprah, uh, Tuan Tucker, Ethan Page, uh, Dr. Dan, Kikutaro, I mean, all good. Those are all, all yeah, good. Yeah, this show there. is a very sleeper show. You it know, is. Like. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and then we go into, speaking of sleepers and things that will sneak up on you, Euthanasia taking on PME, Josh Prohibition and M-Dog, Matt Cross rolling in to tag once again. <laughs> this was another, like, let's get some guys in with some veteran guys so they can learn something, you know, heading into Absolution. And, you know, I really loaded this show up because, you know, it was so close to Absolution. And, you know, we could get some guys on this one that weren't going to be an absolution and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, it's always good for PME to be able to learn more because those guys are like sponges, man. And they, they continue to uh, improve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this one, hot one right out the gate and and pretty much maintain that uh, that energy throughout the whole thing. But you got to take advantage of those uh, Matt Crosses. In Cleveland for three days, uh, opportunities. They don't happen often. He'll be back uh, December 27th. There you go. Yeah. That's After our December date, by the way. <laughs> that's just, I feel like Several that's just months to around be, Europe. He's usually good to, at least for that date every year. To be 
uh, named at a later date because I don't know what we're going to do about it yet. Christmas show. Yeah. Post-Christmas show. We had a hard enough time trying to find Christmas in July names. I think we're going to find a normal Christmas name. Yeah. Yeah. Usually a Home Alone theme somehow. But, uh, Old Man Marley presents. <laughs> then we, we roll into the match that uh, people were talking about for, for some time afterwards. So much so that I believe they ran it back. At some point. In Japan. In Japan. KTB taking on Sakimoto, and uh, yeah. I will tell Go you on. guys, I fucking was miserable, and I like went out, I like got undressed after our match, and I fucking like chain smoked and slammed like two beers in a shot. And then I came in, and I was standing next to Thorne like halfway through this match, and they were just going through exchanges with fucking like abdominal stretches, and like just, it was like very basic, like just big man wrestling type shit. And like, I fucking smiled like ear to ear, and I was like, "I don't feel like shit right now." This is what pro wrestling is. I mean, you want to talk about a Haas match? Yeah, this was great. This, this is, a, is a great fucking match. If these two are in our Haas division, you have no chance at that boot. No. Well, <laughs> luckily, uh, you know, fucking Sekimoto is yeah. pretty expensive and unavailable, and uh, KTB, you know, here and there. It's trying to go after some. Yeah, other, I loved it. I mean, you know, there's not a lot to say about it other than I loved it and. People need to seek it out because it is a very, very good match. And probably, like, I think it was one of his best matches of this little loop that he did. You know, he, he only oh, did yeah. four, but uh, it was very good. A lot of people said online it was, like, the best match of the of the whole weekend. People that, like, were in Cleveland and then watched, like, the other matches, they said that was, like, the best one of the whole loop. People were going crazy. In fact, this match, I believe, is one of the things that then led to the discussion of, all right, maybe we can do the Janela streaming because so many people were upset that they didn't see this match and everybody was going crazy for it that had watched it. <laughs> well, it was... It, so it was... Asked of me if they had internet then, um, you know, just to kind of address this or whatever. And then... Um, when like after the fact like robles was there and he was like does this place have internet you know once he was seeing the lay of the land or whatever then once we set the janela thing up um we had them do a test and uh, the numbers came back a little lower than expected mm -hmm. so they did not feel comfortable doing a stream you know on the level of internet that they had once it became alex shelley versus joey janela uh Smart Mark decided, like, roll maybe maybe we'll roll the dice. Like, it, it's workable, but, like, what they explained to me is, like, if the credit card machine sends out the reports or whatever, like, connects and sends the, like, the credit reports out or whatever it yeah. does, that could have that could crash the stream. Like, and there's no telling when that happens because the internet was, like, right on the, the verge there. So. Wow. Oh, it was one of those, like, during the day at some point, they send out like yeah it, like sends out yeah. Form. Yeah. yeah it sends out like the report like over you know the internet or whatever so if it happens at noon they're fine but if it happened at 958 yeah, it would have crashed the stream yeah. yeah well there you go there's your backstory on that everything uh but yeah listen if you want something that's hard hitting and uh hardcore maybe isn't your cup of tea but this this, this guys this hitting each other is. so hard the beads of sweat are hitting the crowd Giving them oh, yeah. that like, good misty splat, yeah, on, on, unreal. And, and the things that these two are able to do is like, yeah, it's a big man match, 
but there's elements of small guy athletic. stuff in yeah, there. Very Incredibly athletic. athletic. Uh, go out of your way to just freaking watch this match. Um, then we roll into our final match of the evening, and I'm going to read you the names there who are in it, and you could just guess from there what kind of chaos ensued. You have the Rip City Shooters, uh, Josh Bishop and Maserati West Barkley teaming up with Tim Donst on their side, taking on Matthew Justice, Dominic Greeny, and Nick Gage. And uh, yeah, chaos ensued. This kind of went into the crowd. Well, kind of. Might have been doors involved. Uh, you know, this was, again, this was a, a moment that was somewhat going into a, a lead-in to absolution with uh, the Matt Justice is going to take on uh, Wes Barkley at that point, Tim Dons and Dom Greeny, and then Nick Gage is just, why wouldn't you throw Nick Gage in if you have him available on a Thursday night? Hey, might as well. And, I, and you know, this was kind of Nick Gage's participation was was really to let's establish the him and Zach thing a little more. Like I said, like I said, like this was kind of set up as a go home show. So like there was little subtle stories being told, you know, throughout the show and, um, you know, no better time to, to do that than this one. And, you know, uh, we get Wes Barkley and the Nick Gage thing in which I knew that we'd be able to pay off later, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a perfect storm of a main event, I think. We uh, we talked about this on another podcast, um, I believe. But Zach Thomas comes out, wails Nick Gage with that piece of broken door. Disgusting. <laughs> now that you've had time to reflect back on it, still the gro- one of the grossest things ever. Yeah, because, I mean... <laughs> I know that we discussed this, but after the show, Nick Gage had wood sticking out directly under his eye, and he had no idea. And it was like sp- like splinters, like disgusting. Not a care in the no world fear. either. No, did no. not. Not did he give one fuck. He didn't even know. This is this is also the match uh, after which uh, Nick Gage cuts the promo. We've talked about it again before. Oh no! But hilarious at this point because he is scheduled to have a match with Zach Thomas at Absolution. And they were supposed to have a match, just that, a wrestling match. Uh, and it was the story initially was Nick Gage pro- could prove that not that he could wrestle as well. Yeah, but instead, Zach Thomas just Zach Thomas hits him with the door. Gage was fired up after that door smack to the head. Nick Gage he just uh, calls it on the fly. It's like, what do you do? He says, "Now that means we're having a death match." And uh, that was that was sad. Poor <coughs> Sadly, I missed that match. main because I fucking weird body had wisely told me to go the fuck home, <laughs> which was because uh, I was in such a state of misery. And uh, apologies to any fans I interacted with if I was less than gregarious or happy or worldwide. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of five dollar words today. A, a lot of them, yeah. Like son, of son, of a God ba- son of a goddamn English major and a marketing man. Though the marketing man fucking uh, his house is in foreclosure. It's fine. Anyway, fucking. Um, but yeah, I uh, fucking it sounds great. But yeah, then uh, yeah, weird body sent me home because he wisely knew I was in no condition to be around humans. And eventually, I just dragged uh, my Pete to uh, class and drank all the whiskey until I fell asleep. I don't know where, but sounds like it was fun. We just, uh, the match was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then there was cleanup to be had. 
And uh, everything go off without a hitch there? Everything went fine. Everything got put back properly. It was. I'm it happy was, to hear it that fine. it was uh, smoother at the end than it was during the beginning. Very much so. Because Jesus Horatio Christ. I think Dr. Dan got my wrath after the event uh, based on a little? logistics. Not problems. fair. I've fucking dropped the ball since I was Dr. Trying. Dan. Between you and other there. students who now. Dr. Dan is just. Fact, D- Dr. Dan is just there sometimes and he gets it and he got it. Especially after I had a couple cocktails. I was gonna say I believe that you had a couple cocktails. I was I was fired up about various things throughout the yeah. event uh, of the logistics and uh, yeah, were, I, I, I let a couple people have it. I, I was know gonna that. say you were letting a variety of people uh, know your your thoughts, feelings, and opinions on. Meanwhile, recently you the shows have been going so smoothly that you're like just looking for things to get bummed out about. Well, I've, I've been I've been having be. a great like uh, September. I had a great September, and uh, well, yeah, yeah August August was good too. Good. Yeah. Everything minus Winchester show for like almost three quarters of this year has been great. Yeah, that good. one Winchester show, and I caught I caught Thorn on uh, just the right amount of frustration and booze, and uh, that was that, that was a very long, quiet car ride home. You're you're a strong dude. Yeah. To take I'm it. trying to think. I mean, the beauty of the Winchester is you don't have to move the after party. We stayed there, had a few more. You say that cocktails? I think. I mean, you don't always have. To. Well, as long as all the boys, you know, we'll get there. keep their bodily fluids in their. Well, bodies. they've like added two dollar beers to the menu, so that helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a good. T- I I don't remember. I think we we probably stayed. I don't remember. Yeah, we we did, but uh, not for terribly long. I don't. I think. was uh, doing promotional like, work at now that's class. I feel like we might have went to the phone house. I don't remember. No, not, not on this night. Not no, on this night. That was recently. On this night, we stayed there, and uh, and then eventually get the burger ways. to Winchester. Everyone, I think we just didn't stay. I think we didn't hang a lot of very people, long. A lot of people don't hang because it's Thursday. So yeah, yeah, that bar emptied up pretty quick. I think. It was oh yeah, just... and you did not have the day off the next day. Uh, no, I think I did. I think that you weren't able to get the, that Friday off. I know for it was reason. for the session moth one. I couldn't get the day off, but I think oh, I got the day off. Enough. Okay. Uh, I See, think look, that's the every other rule right there in yeah. effect because the last sh- Winchester show before this one was the session moth one, yeah. which was swimming. Yeah, and I reg- I regretted not taking the next day off because that was such a wild party. So it was, yeah. I took this day off, and I think that it's not a wild party. Did you come to the after after for the session moth show? No, because I had to go to work the next oh, day. Oh yeah, that was like session moth, G raver, all manner. Oh, this was at the uh, worldwide compound. Yeah, I went to the after after. I was yeah, popped I was over there. Yeah, I was moving also. You were moving this that weekend? We, yeah, that, that's because mm. I just bought the house. Yeah, so I was getting everything out of my apartment. So literally, I was with that blood money. Hey, first of all, no. <laughs> Second of all, they're just nice donations, okay? But yeah, it was. So, you so were that just out. adrenochrome from the children. Epstein! <laughs> First of all, you keep what saying is, this. I don't know. You I don't keep saying understand. these things to me. Worldwide is too like involved in current events of shit that I don't care about. He just keeps crushing more beers. Yeah, I guess it's been like, uh, it's been a few. Between that and my <laughs> and the, the, the quote-unquote hairpiece stuff that you and Thorne keep pushing on people. I don't on, touch man. the hairpiece stuff. Way to bring it back, though. I'm very sensitive about the people, hair. People like it. People oh, like it. All right, let's wrap it up. I mean, that's... That's generally it. I don't know that we we after party too hard at this one. Uh, I did just elsewhere. And you it did was just a elsewhere. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, I don't remember too much of note. Mm-mm. Yeah, so I partied uh, so hard I missed the absolution. I'm sorry. That that did happen. <laughs> yeah, worldwide continued on his down. That's story for or whatever. Podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up here. Again, go out of your way. This one's worth grabbing. Uh, a sleeper show, as John said. 
Uh, Alley Cat, Super Oprah is one KTB, of a kind. KTB, Sakamoto. KTB, Sakamoto, one of a kind. Dr. Dan, Kikutaro is its own thing. The main event, if you just want like, love complete chaos, that's worth grabbing. Uh, I mean, Matt Justice and Nick Gage in one match on the same side. You know you're going to get chaos. <clears throat> so uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much going to wrap this one up here. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. And you'll tune in next week for Worldwide, Dr. Dan, John Thorne. My name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change.